Hi, babe. What would you do if the girl of your dreams decided to become... Hey, how you doing? The boy next door. We'll talk more later. What a fox. Dresses like Elvis Costello. Looks like the karate kid. I'm gonna get him. Who do you think you are, Tootsie? Okay, Yandel. Just confused. Of course you're confused. You're wearing my underwear. Just one of the guys. Was it something I said? From Columbia Pictures, rated PG-13. Now playing. Welcome to So What's the Problem, where we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards. I'm Jen. And I'm Jimmy, and today we'll be discussing Just One of the Guys, which was released in the US on April 26th, 1985, and I've got no dates for the UK and Ireland. It was written by Dennis Feldman, who also wrote The Golden Child that we did recently, Jen. Okay. And Jeff Franklin, who created Full House. Yeah, I saw his name on the credits and I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, it was directed by Lisa Gottlieb. It stars Joyce Heiser, Clayton Rona, Billy Jacoby, uh, Tony Hudson, William Zabka, and Sheldon Finn. Jimmy and I have thought of the problems the movie has three each, and we'll discuss them. We also have thought of one positive the movie has. Yes, I forgot to give you the synopsis. So make up, just wing it with a synopsis, Jen. Cool. I mean, it's it's Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Uh, yeah. uh, popular student Terry wants to be a journalist and she doesn't get the internship she wants and she thinks it's because she's a woman so she go- transfers schools and poses as a guy to see if she can win the internship uh, with a penis yes well not with a penis but pretending to have a penis <laughs> yeah. yes with, with socks in her pants yes but uh it turns out it's just because our article was shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish that wasn't the lesson. I wish it really was that she was a woman. Because it was yeah, kind of disappointing it, that it's just like she's, she wasn't, she just didn't write well. Or it was boring. It wasn't that she didn't write well, it was boring. Yeah. But it makes her, it makes her write better though. And then she wins at the end. She gets a, she gets it in the paper at the end. So it makes her a better writer. Uh, can I say something about Jeff Franklin? Yes. Before I forget, at one point, her friend is talking about the guys who've asked her out, and mm-hmm. one of them's name is Roger Gibbler, mm-hmm. and on Full House, there's Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. And I just think maybe, he must know someone with the last name Gibbler or something, like, yeah. Jeff Franklin just seems taken name. with that name, so I just wanted to point, yeah. point out that little Full House thing I caught. Yeah. I have zero history with this movie, what's yours, Jen? I forgot this was your first time watching it. Yeah. I remember specifically when I watched it because it was um, on Showtime or something like those premium cable channels every once in a while would do a free preview weekend. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, this was the movie I watched that weekend. And uh, I liked it and I've seen it multiple times throughout the years. And uh, it's not streaming anywhere. So luckily I own the DVD already. Although, yeah. You know, I just, I might have bought the Blu-ray if I'd known there was a commentary on it. 
because I yeah. just found out there's a commentary on it, and I would very much like to listen to that. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Anytime I mention this movie to a man, uh, one of the first words out of his mouth is boobs. See, I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted to say it. I was tempted to say uh, it stars it stars boobs, but mm. I didn't. Uh, so, Ari Gross is in this movie. Which is good because it means I can apologise to Jen for mispronouncing <laughs> his name last time and making her do it too. So I'm sorry, Jen. It's Ari Gross. Okay. Yeah, Jen was right. And also, for So I Married an Axe Murderer, I said that Mike Myers' British friend was Neil Malarkey. It's actually Neil Malarkey. What a name. Exactly. And I didn't say last time that Soul Man premiered on BBC television on December 1st, 1990 at 8.15pm, so it would have been edited for language. So, there you go. Because, like, five minutes into Soul Man is an F-bomb, so that would have been mm. gone. I'd never seen this before. I was aware of it. But I don't think it was a big deal here. I don't think it was... Since there wasn't any release dates, I imagine it was probably just straight to VHS at some point. I don't know. What do you think? Nobody cares about that. What do I think? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> there's there's things I like about it, and we'll get into it, and there's things I don't like about it, which we will get into right now. What's your first problem, Jen? Okay, I didn't have this written down, but I actually just thought of it, so it's a brand new problem. Um, oh, wow. It bothers me that they don't, unless I miss something, let me know if I miss something, but I don't believe they explain why this other school has a different deadline for this internship. And it's really weird that the deadline's different and they don't explain why or like how she knows the deadline is different. Yeah. She manages to go to this school that's in the same town because it's a rival school, but mm. nobody, nobody knows her or knows the name Terry Griffith, because she uses the exact same name. She just changes the Y, the I to a Y. So it, it bothers me that nobody has ever seen her before, ever heard of the name before. I would get if they didn't recognize her, because, like, when she cuts her hair, she does look very different. But She does look different, yeah. The name is... Yeah. I don't know. I guess if you heard the name, you might just think there's two of them. I know, but it's a... I don't know. It just... But if she's so popular at the other school, you know, they'd yeah. be more likely to be known. You know, there would be people dating other people from the different schools. It would happen. There would be people talking. There would be people friends with other people in the schools. Do you know what I mean? But it's this, yeah. it's this 80s thing that rival schools means everybody hates each other from the other school. But apparently nobody knows each other from the other schools. So. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. What was your problem again? They don't say anything about, like, why the deadline is later. It yeah, feels I, like a big hole in the script to me. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Does she also travel back in time? Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> travel back in time and gropiness. What she doesn't do. Yeah. It's, she doesn't actually have a penis. Yeah, well, my first problem, Jen, is a very serious problem. Okay. But a lot of the clothes in this movie are horrible. <laughs> There's some horrible, horrible, disgusting clothes in this movie. Like, in the first journalism class scene, Denise has this ugly sweater on. 
just this red, horrible, sort of baggy sweater that's not yeah. very nice. The actress who plays Denise, by the way, has got gorgeous eyes. Holy shit. But her sweater was ugly. There's a guy in the background of a hideous purple Hawaiian shirt. What? Make up your mind, is it weather for a Hawaiian shirt or is it weather for a big baggy jumper? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, the kid who asked Denise out has a vile striped brown shirt on. That thing is disgusting. And then there's a, someone with a red zipped v-neck thing. Like, what? What? It's horrible, horrible fashion. I didn't like that white outfit she was wearing when she was supposed to be looking hot for her boyfriend for their date. Yeah. There was something about the cut of the top that I didn't like. I don't know who the costumer was for this uh, this movie, but they have to get sacked, even though it was 40 <laughs> years ago. What if they were just picking stuff that was popular? Yeah, but mixing baggy jumpers with shirts. Are they, uh, where are they anyway? What is it California? I don't... Do they say where they are? Uh, they don't say. I know they filmed in Arizona. All right, okay. Horrible, horrible clothes in this movie. But no horrible bow ties. <laughs> Never, ever found a bow tie as horrible as the one in Sleepless in Seattle yet. So I'm, I'm keeping my eye out for that. <laughs> so what is your second problem, Jen? Okay, I don't know why this bothers me. Because this kind of thing happens in TV and movies all the time. But for some reason, it really bothered me. So... Mm-hmm. They, even before they d- they cast people, they had decided to model Terry, the Terry's male look after um, Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. And I, you can see it. You can really tell. Yeah. And so it does make sense that Sherilyn Finn says that he looks like Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. But Billy Zapka's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he's one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And no one talks about how he looks like the guy from Karate Kid. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. know why it bothers me, but it's, it, it happens occasionally where, like, it just really gets to me. Like, on Friends, the guy's favorite movie is Die Hard. And mm-hmm. then Ross dates uh, a woman whose father is played by Bruce Willis. Yeah. And at no point are they like, he looks like Bruce Willis from Die Hard. And I mm-hmm. wish that kind of stuff happened more often when, like, people would comment on it, because people do that in real life, like, they'll look at someone and they'll say, oh, you know who you look like? You look yeah. like that actor. I wish they'd put that in there a little more. It's it's just very yeah. distracting to me that in the same scene where they say he looks like the Karate Kid, the guy from Karate Kid is in the scene. Yeah. It's really bugged me. But independent of knowing anything behind the scenes about this movie, I was, I was actually going to write down that she looks like Ralph Macchio as a guy. And then the movie actually said it. And then <laughs> I found out that that was the intention. So I was like, oh, well, fair enough. But yeah, she does. And in, in some aspects, she does look like Ralph Macchio as a guy. Well, Ralph Macchio as a guy. When she's a guy, she looks like <laughs> Ralph Macchio, who is a guy. Yes. Yes. Um, and But, you know, she does. She looks more like a guy than C. Thomas Howell looks like a black man in Soul Man. So that's yes. good. Yes. Covering two movies, two movies in a row, although we took like, three weeks off, but two movies in a row, you know, somebody has to change their appearance to get something that they want. Well, and when we were recording last time, it occurred to me, you know, how close this movie is to that, but I already mm-hmm. have a mindset, so. Yeah. No, that's fine. So, my second problem, and I read up on this, and apparently this is a thing that happens in American PE classes, but... 
secret jock inspections. Yeah. The the, the coach says we've got there's there, we're going to have secret jock inspections three times a week. And that's real. But apparently that's real. I looked it up. That's crazy. Yeah, apparently that's a thing that happens in your schools, Jen. <laughs> wow, does it still happen? Uh, I don't know if it still happens, but it is a I thing that it has happened. Still happen. Because they, all they all they really do is just ask them just to lift the, the strap of the jock up to show that they're wearing the jock. It's still weird. It's very strange. We never had that in PE and and growing up in Scotland uh, mm. because we didn't wear jocks. We didn't wear those things. So. Okay. We just wore our underpants, under shorts. What is your fur problem? Um, I don't know. I the thing is, it's like it's not like it's the best movie ever, but I was watching it and I was like, I really thought this movie was gonna have a lot more problems. Mm-hmm. I thought surely it would be offensive somehow, like in a transphobic way. Mm-hmm. But not only was it not, but apparently it was like a big movie for gay and transgender kids. And, mm-hmm. um, like, they really loved it. And I really... And then I had... In my memory, and I was totally wrong, but in my memory, I thought that Rick liked her when she was a guy. Nay. Like, I thought there was, like, a mutual attraction. And I was totally wrong about that. Because, like, that was going to be one of our problems is, like, if he was attracted to her when she was a guy, he's clearly just gay. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. And I just... So I have... Other problems, but they... I don't, I don't know. I don't feel strongly about any of them. So I'll just say... I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see Sandy's reaction to the fact that Terry's a female. Yeah. Like, it, all of a sudden she's just in bed with her brother. Yeah. And, like, doesn't care. Doesn't care. Not... She doesn't give a shit. Maybe she's progressive. Maybe she's bisexual. Well, she get laid. I don't think she cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I wish we'd seen her reaction. Yeah. I really didn't think I'd have trouble finding, like, big problems with this movie. Yeah, because you would think that there would be, like, sort of gay panic and stuff in this. And the only person that's really that is the bad guy. It's the, the bully who calls calls her a tulip. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure there's a dubbed part later on where his girlfriend, Deborah says to him that... Uh, that Terry was right, you are an asshole. And he says, that asshole called me an asshole. But it's dubbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an ADR line. Um, but it looks like he's saying that F. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. In fact, it's like really progressive. Like Rick, when he thinks that Terry's gay, he's like cool with it. Yeah. Which was very refreshing. Like, they, mm. there, I thought there'd be a lot more homophobia in this movie. And they're just, it was, it was actually like, I read a whole essay about how it was like a pretty woke movie for the time. Mm-hmm. At one point, the word transvestite is used, but mm-hmm. that wasn't seen as like a bad word at the time. Mm-hmm. And not in the way that like, there was a time where people thought the N word was okay, but it's like, transvestite was actually, um, what I read was the, the T in LGBT was, yeah, or is uh, transvestite. Um, yes, yeah, so, that's that's what it was known as back then, rather than transsexual. Yeah, and now you would say crossdresser. Yeah, we would also say drag. Yeah, the brother also says that she's she's in drag, so um, which is also true, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my third problem is actually the brother. I can't stand okay. that little bastard. <laughs> 
I fucking hated him. He names his penis Spike. <laughs> and also, like, the brother just so it seems to get crammed in to the plot at one point. Because he turns up at the school as well when Terry's mm-hmm. there during the lunch thing where... Um, Rick. Well, they left all the tables and everything. Yeah, Rick gets yeah. him and they left all the tables and everything. Um, the brother's just there. And then he doesn't go back to the school after that and he isn't there mm-hmm. before that. He's only there for that one scene and it makes no sense. All he does is just go there and then sniff this girl's hair like a little pervert <laughs> and then that's it. One thing I did like is that her brother like gives her shit, but he's still really supportive. Like he helps her, like he goes oh, he along with the yeah, whole yeah. thing. And then at the end, when what's his face is um like throwing her in the in the water and stuff, mm. he like attacks him and yeah, jumps on him and attacks him. He, like, loves he, his, he loves his sister. Yeah, his yeah, sister. Yeah. yeah, and so I appreciated that. That made me like him a little more. But yeah, he's really gross. He's really gross. So see the at the end where. The biker lady comes along, and then he goes in the back of the bike and drives away. Mm. Is that a callback to anything? Did I miss something? I don't know. I was wondering if there was, like, a deleted scene or something. Yeah. Because he drives away with this woman who looks like she's in her 40s. And Terry punches the sky for him when he's driving away. Mm -hmm. She puts both fists in the air, like, yes! What? Why? And also, isn't he dating Sherilyn Finn? Because he says he has a sex life now, which yeah. implies to me that he's going with her and having sex often with her. Or does he just mean that now he's shagging around? He's just going to shagging anyone now? Does it mean that? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter because this 40-year-old lady on the, on the motorbike is going to be committing statutory rape, so that's fun. He's only 15. Yeah. No, that's gross. There's still gross parts to this movie from 1985, but not nearly as much as I thought they would be. So, yeah, I just didn't like his character at all. Like, that alone made me want to get that Blu-ray so I could listen to the commentary. Mm. Um, Because hoping they would explain it there. But, like, the Blu-ray is $23. Oh, really? I'm not paying more than $10 for another copy of this movie. There's a lot of Playboy magazine nudity. In his bedroom for a PG-13 movie. Yes. Especially considering you see Terry's breasts later as well. And then you've got this room where it's all these these posters. And you see them. I mean, you you can see breasts. Yeah. Because I was looking really hard. (laughs) There's more muff in that scene than there is in the opening shower scene of Carrie. There's just so much muff. Well, and the, the funny thing is, it's like... I assume he's doing this because his parents are out of town and he can get away with it. So yeah. what, he's going to just take it down in a couple weeks? Like, he's just putting this up for two weeks? He must be. What is your positive? Um, I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is such a weird movie that, like, I, I enjoy it, but there's nothing that I really... That stands out to me as something that I love about it. Um, I guess yeah. I'll just say her relationship with Rick, like, they have a genuine friendship mm. and she does develop feelings for him, but he's just like really open to being friends with her and he's really open to the idea that she could be a gay man. Mm-hmm. They they have a pretty sweet friendship, I think, where like you really believe that she could be in love with him. Yeah, but the, the only thing with that is it seems kind of forced. Like, she just sort of forces herself on him. Mm-hmm. Or rather, Terry 
Terry forces himself onto Rick as a friend. Yeah. I don't see that she maybe, that she has a crush on him at first, maybe. That's never mentioned, but that would make sense that she's... I, I figured it was because uh, no one was really talking to her unless they were bullying her. Yeah. And that Rick was the first person who was just, like, really nice to her. Yeah, fair enough. And didn't have, like, reptiles. Yeah, he would not be allowed to take those to school. <laughs> and it was a lot of them, too. Like, how many how many of these things does he take to school a day? I know. And it's all different kinds of animals as well. Mm-hmm. well different it's snakes and uh, iguanas and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah. It's a good relationship. It is a good sort of friendship. and then, uh, But again, it's kind of rushed at the end where he just shows up and he's just like, yeah, I forgive you. Let's date. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, you know, the ending's not great. But that's not my, that's wasn't one of my problems. But it should have been actually because the ending just sort of fizzles out, I think. And then women on a bike randomly. Right, so my positive is... Uh, Joyce Heiser's boobs. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm the same as you. I couldn't think of one thing, just like something that I liked about it. It was weird because I didn't hate the movie, but I just couldn't find anything that stood out to me that was <clears throat> stood out to me that was like great about it. Because the fashion's disgusting, uh, the music's not that great. It's not. There's nothing really standout-ish about the music. You know, the the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I just like that they don't go the usual comedy way of um, her best friend finding out. You know how they don't do like a thing where Denise thinks that she's a guy and blah, blah, blah. Because Denise is just Mm -hmm. there in the room with her and she's already had a day as a guy and Denise is accepting of it and doesn't, you know what I mean? It's just, they don't do the normal comedy route of she's also hiding it from her friends because her friend knows yeah, but you would tell your best friend about that. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But, like, in comedy movies, they would... In comedy movies... Because she already has her brother. Yeah. So you would think that... And there's no and there's no scene where she tells Denise. Yeah, that's true. Denise is just there and has already been told and is cool with it. And there's also this silly wee bit that I like, and I don't know why I liked it. But when she goes up to Rick, the f- when he's sitting with his headphones on, mm-hmm. and she says... Uh, you want some company? Yeah, do you want some company? And then she ha- she says it three times because she's got headphones on, and that's something that would happen in real life. Yeah, and it's not played as though it's a joke or anything. It's like that's like a normal thing, and I like that. Or also, I'll just say Tony Hudson's eyes, Denise's eyes are absolutely gorgeous, <laughs> and that's another positive in the movie. So, so see, you have several positives. Yeah, they're not really positives, are they? It's just like sort of things that were all right about the movie. It's not like usual when we're like a positive is one of the actors or our positive is the soundtrack or, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So You know what's really interesting to me is that like, so 16 Candles comes out around the same time mm-hmm. and I enjoy it more than I enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. But I had no problem coming up with problems with 16 Candles, and this one was a struggle. Like, it's really, it's interesting to me, like, whether or not a movie has serious problems doesn't necessarily have anything to do with whether or not it's enjoyable. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. I have notes. Okay. As I always do. Uh, The journalism teacher, in the first scene, when they're all sitting in the journalism room, 
he walks into the room and repeat, repeatedly like tells the class to settle down and puts his hands up and does that. And he's like, everyone, everyone, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's talking. <laughs> he's telling he's telling a room full of silence to settle down. That was strange. I've written here, all balls do itch. That is a fact. <laughs> uh, we've spoken about this many times before, but none of the actors look like teens. Fair enough. We get that. Um, with the exception of the brother, but he still doesn't look 15. I got the Rage Carry 2 flashbacks because there's a guy in gym class who looks older than the gym teacher. <laughs> He's right up in the back in the room. Well, I will say this. They went to an Arizona school to, like, just see what high school is like since so many of them have been out of it for a while and to, like, talk to the students there. Mm-hmm. And they said that the students there looked older than the actors. Really? Yeah, and I'm telling it's probably like 80s big hair, shoulder pad. Like, mm. people just looked older in the 80s. Yeah, true. So, true. Apparently, it wasn't totally ridiculous how old they were in this movie because no. teenagers just looked like that. Yeah. Um, I've written, written here, my dad's name is James Brown. Okay. Because Rick likes James Brown. Uh, it was my dad's birthday this week. Uh, I would say happy birthday to him, but he doesn't listen to the show. Paul doesn't even know what a podcast is. Uh, there's some... I've said that one. Right, towards the end, Terry and Kevin are in, the, his, in his car, and he's been a dick about her looks. Then it fades out to another scene, but the other scene is the brother answering the phone, and it's Kevin, and then she give, he gives the phone to her, and then she says, Kevin, um, we have to talk, but couldn't you have done that like in the previous scene where you were talking to him in the car? It's it was just sort of a weird sort of transition. Like there was another scene missing from in between there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Denise's line uh, where she says, "I'm having such a good time knowing nobody knows I used to be fat." Oh, I know exactly. That says a lot about her, really, um, because mm-hmm. she she does get asked out a lot by guys, but. None of the guys that ask her out are guys that she really likes. Um, I'm guessing the ones that she does like remember her being fat and they're just shallow cunts and they just don't want anything to do her because she used to be fat and she could be fat again. But that just that one line was just like, oh, that's mm. she. She feels she made me sad. Yeah, feels accepted. Gorgeous eyes though. And final note, Jen, the guitarist of the band hitting on someone in high school in a high school prom. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> For all we know, she's only 17. Yeah. I think Terry's supposed to be 18. I read that she's supposed to be 18. Yeah, they're they're seniors in high school. Yeah, so they don't actually say her age, but I think 18 is right because of the scene where she shows her breasts. Yeah. I know that I know the actress was older, but it would seem grosser if she was like 16, 17, really. Mm-hmm. I also read that it was actually the, the director. The female director who told her to get her tits out. Yeah, and reading that, she like said there was no other way to do it. And it's like, no, if they'd filmed her from the back, that would have been fine. Yeah, just film her from the back and his reaction. But his reaction to seeing... Because we don't see his reaction. We only see her breasts. And then it cuts to mm-hmm. him. So it would have been better if we saw his reaction to it. Well, and I also don't understand why her boobs aren't like taped or bandaged yeah. down. To make her more flat-chested. Yeah. Like, has she not been doing that this whole time? And I know they did that for the actress. Mm-hmm. 
um, in the scenes, but, like, you would assume that the character would be doing that. Like, you would be able to tell they had breasts. Yeah, because there's a bit where she she's dressed as a woman, and um, Sherlyn Fenn's coming up the stairs, and she dresses in uh, the, the boys' clothes to, to, to talk to Sherlyn Fenn in the hallway. Um, and then when she goes out, she's wearing a jacket, and she covers her breasts up. Because she's not strapped her breast down. Well, I figured then it was just because she was in a hurry and, you know, she was able to cover it with, like, the baggy sweatshirt. Yeah, but she still was, she was wearing a baggy sweatshirt, but mm. she still covered up. So I think she is actually taping herself down when she goes to school. Okay. But I think it's just like a plot convenience thing <laughs> that she needed to have nothing underneath that shirt <laughs> for that scene. Mm. Where she shows her breasts. So, that was a movie, Jen. That was a movie that we watched and talked about and waited three weeks to cover. (laughs) Because of life. Because my cat died and I was not in a good place. And Jen has got a new job. And I also had a cold. Mm -hmm. And the fucking cough is still there. In space of three weeks. So, fun, fun, fun. Oh, and I, I got a podcast-related tattoo. Yeah, and Jen got a tattoo, and my mum thinks it's really cool. Ah, I'm trying to show you, but it's hard to get an angle. Do you see it? I see it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's a picture of my laugh from our recording. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I first tattoo, and it's way bigger than I initially planned on, but uh, and everybody thinks it looks like a tree. It kind of does look like a tree, but then you can just tell people it's a tree. Like if you try to explain yeah. it and people don't understand what audacity is or whatever or doesn't understand all that thing, just go, oh, it's a fucking tree. <laughs> right, so next time. Next time we're going into October and it's spooky season, Jen. We can either, for my birthday pick, we can either cover The Omen uh, from 1976 or we can cover a movie that neither of us have seen. I assume you haven't seen it because <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's seen it. But it's a movie called Eating Alive, um, directed by Toby Hooper. And it's about a man who has a crocodile who eats people. He's got a pet crocodile in the swamps that eats people. <laughs> and I've never okay. seen it. I have it in Blu-ray and I've never seen it. So we could do the we could do the never seen the movie before thing from the ye- movie released in the year of my birth. Or we could do The Omen. Do you have a preference? No, but I can't really think of any problems with The Omen because I love that movie. And I just can't think of anything. I've never seen either of them, so... Ah, we could we could do The Omen then. We could do The Omen. Okay. Right, we'll do The Omen. Right, okay. But I'm just... I just don't think there'll be anything in it. Maybe there's like a bow tie in it that I don't, I don't like. <laughs> Maybe. Right, so next week, my birthday pick is The Omen uh, from 1976, obviously, and it's a horror movie. And then Jen has picked her next movie for the uh, for October, and then we don't know what the rest is. But we know two of the movies, and Jen's looking me as though to say, have I? But yes, she did. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what I picked. Right, so that's all we have time for. Um, I was taking a drink. That's all we have time for. And if you would like to follow me, um, if you like to follow me on Blue Sky, you can just look for Jimmy Brown or at jimmybrown.bsky.social or you can follow me on Fred's 
uh, at I think it's Shifty Bench Pod and fuck the other one. Uh, where can people follow you online, Jen? I'm still on Twitter at Pilot Inspectors. I haven't gone anywhere else yet. Yeah, I forgot I actually applied for early access to um, Blue Sky because it was such a long time ago. And then I got an email saying, hey, you want to come into Blue Sky? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I've got one follower. So <laughs> that's that's cool. So thank you all for listening. And we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.